This podcast was recorded on Darug and Gadigal lands. Sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. A singer, a professional rugby league player and a Roman Catholic priest walk into a bar and then he ordered a beer. Who is this multifaceted man? Find out next on One Dollar Vinyl. Welcome back to One Dollar Vinyl, the podcast where two millennial cheapskates discover the forgotten music of the past. My name is Tess and joining me as always is my co-host Kat. Hello. Broadcasting from Kat's childhood home. That's right. My mum is away and I am kind You're of house sitting. <laughs> yeah, the party that one throws when one is in one's 30s, which is having a couple of people over with and their the children. children. <laughs> That's right. We're all here. You with the husbands and my kids, Captain and Tennille. Yep, and my kids, uh, the dogs, Benny yeah. and Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we've just been, what, hanging out. You you pulled out a huge elaborate puzzle and yeah. so we just saw the light in your eyes go out while you <laughs> zoned in on that for a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like five minutes. I've never seen anyone more dedicated to anything whenever you pull out a huge puzzle. <laughs> You just have like an out-of-body experience. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There's nothing left in the world apart from puzzle. Yeah, no, I'm actually outside my body looking above from bird's eye view so I'm able to get a better idea of where the puzzle pieces go. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. so I'm just like Ratatouille style then <laughs> moving my body via hair pulls. <laughs> One with the puzzle. Yes. Well, I managed to tear you away so we could do a bit of podcasting. Mm, I hope everyone's very happy with themselves. Just as well because we've got a good record to talk about today. Tell me Tess what have you brought? So today we have a record from Father John Coots and it is a self-titled album it has no no title and its name is oh. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> it's a self-titled album and just for those who have no idea, the name of it is Father John Coots. And it's from 1972. Where did it come from? I found this one at the Vinnies in Parramatta. And how much did you pay for it? One dollar. <gasps> ding, ding, ding. Hooray. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you were to purchase it on Discogs or something similar, what would you pay for it? So this is this is a rare album, Kat, um, mm-hmm. and not rare enough to, like, drum up, you know, cost for it. Yeah. But um, I, there are literally only two for sale on the internet mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. someone is trying to charge $10 and another person is trying to charge 20 for an autographed copy. <gasps> oh, my goodness. So, you know, somewhere in the ballpark of that. Yeah, but... They haven't sold for that, so yeah. Let's assume, yeah I think let's they're sales, that it's worthless. Sales still pending. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you wanted to listen online, could you? No, nah, you are shit out of luck. Sorry, Ooh. everyone. It is available on vinyl from op shops only. Yeah. All right. Shall we have a look at the cover? Yes. You can see immediately why I picked this up. I felt like all my one dollar vinyl Christmases had come at once <laughs> when I found it. <laughs> it is a pretty incredible album cover. Yeah. So we've got um, Father John sitting, he's on a hill somewhere outside, um, it's like a mid-shot, and he's wearing the full priest, you know, black kind of yeah. get up with the dog collar and all that, uh-huh. um, and he's giving us his best blue steel, smouldering movie star look oh to God. the camera. My God, his eyes are piercing. Piercing blue so eyes. So blue, and he's quite handsome. He's very, yeah, yeah. he is, yeah. 
He's got massive sideburns. Yeah. They're they're almost in the range of mutton chops. Yeah, that's yeah. right. This is so. My theory is is that like this is as wild as a straight respectable man yeah. could have their hair in the seventies. <laughs> um, yeah, he's like you know self expression through sideburns. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he, you can tell under his you know priest get up like he's, he's pretty, got a rock and bod. Yeah, he's pretty stacked. <laughs> I like I wasn't raised Catholic. I have no background issues of like how to un- you know, I have no background issues to untangle about oh, how yeah. I feel about the clergy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I did watch with keen interest the second season of Fleabag. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and oh, the relationship yeah. between the hot priest yeah, um, played by totally- Andrew Scott and um Fleabag by played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge and let's just say it piqued my interest when it came to attractive priests. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this guy's a hot priest. Yeah, he is. And, like, hold on, because when you turn the record over... Okay. Oh, hang on. What? <laughs> this priest is playing rugby league. Yeah. He is jumping off something high. Like a high dive board. A high dive board. Doing and a trick dive. Yeah, is in mid and can confirm he's shirtless whilst diving and the body's rocking. <laughs> uh, and also water skiing. He's water skiing. And there's also a picture of him playing guitar playing to guitar. an audience. Yeah. It's less of an album cover and more of a Tinder um, <laughs> like dating profile. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man, he'd have so many ladies swiping. I don't know what direction is the correct direction. Right? Swipe right? That sounds right. <laughs> I don't know. We both got married before internet yeah, dating. Yeah, way, way <laughs> before Tinder. Um, but I've just clocked that him water skiing is barefoot. That's really hard to do, barefoot water skiing. Oh, yeah? Skiing. Okay. I've never water skied. Yeah. I have no knowledge on the technique. What kind of priest is he? Is, is, he, no, actually is he actually a priest? He's action hero priest. Yeah. He was actually a priest. Yeah. We'll get into his bio mm. a bit later. Um, but, yes, it is. this is like the t- opening titles to an 80s action-packed TV drama or Definitely. something. Um, or an advert for the Father John Coots action figure. <laughs> <sighs> Before now, because I was raised Catholic, so I do have a lot of, like, history and knowledge uh, in my brain about the Catholic faith. We had, like, probably from the time I was, you know, old enough to remember, like, three or four, to the time that I was 18, there was probably, I don't know, half a dozen, maybe ten priests that I knew, and one of them was cool. Yeah. He was the cool young priest, and he had a really interesting story. He was... Um, Vietnamese, and whilst in Vietnam, he was uh, pers- persecuted for his faith, and he was okay. put in prison. Yeah. And, um, then when he was released, he moved to Australia, and we were the first parish after he moved to Australia. And he was young, and he was vibrant, and he knew how to talk to kids, and he was learning how to speak English, but it was okay. And he gave everyone high fives. Yeah. And in the nineties, that was unheard of for a pe- yeah. priest to give a high five. So everyone loved him. What was his name? Uh, Father. Tran, Father Francis Tran. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Father Francis Tran. Yeah, he's a good bo- he's a good guy, um, just a, a good man. Um, and every other priest was extremely uncool. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. many of them water skied? Uh, zero. <laughs> I doubt any of them could have swam. <laughs> just the the freestyle was going to be. Oh, that's a bit much. That's a bit colourful. <laughs> Only holy holy water. That's right. <laughs> Small quantities. Yes. And so, Kat, um, another question about Catholicism. Mm. Is there a vow of modesty? I mean, I know nuns um, dress modestly 
Is there an actual vow of modesty? I truly couldn't tell you, but I think that the average priest should just cover up for decency. Like, <laughs> like the, the yeah, rock and god is Because I feel like un- this, this might not be on par with any kind of vows of modesty, but maybe yeah. priests don't have to take them. So for what it's worth, there's also some production credits on here. The produce- producer is Richard Batchins. He's a, he was an in-house um, producer for Festival Records. He worked on the Imprint Infinity label within Festival Records. And he worked with um, Australian acts such as Sherbet, Richard Clapton and Cold Chisel. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, oh. We've also got a an arranged by credit for Richard Bowden, who was a, or Bowden, who was a conductor. And um, an accordionist credit, um, Billy Antman, <laughs> which sounds like a fake name, and it actually is Cat, um, oh. because his I looked it up. His real name was David Antman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't he wait to make me. that joke. <laughs> Not only um, do we have all these amazing images on the back but he also bigs himself up with a letter of recommendation and (laughs) i'm just gonna read that because it's gonna fill us in on father john quite a bit so this letter comes from david knox of the newcastle morning herald Mm -hmm. few people have the diversified talents of father john allen coots the catholic diocesan priest is an australian rugby league representative being the leading try scorer in the recent world cup an A-grade golfer, proficient snow and barefoot water skier, kite flyer, which, I mean... Kite flyer! Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, he like, represented Australia. Means, but <laughs> he represented Australia and he can fly a kite. Um, and not only a kite flyer, a surfboard rider, diver, swimmer, gymnast, squash, tennis and basketball player, aeroplane pilot, orator... Multilinguist and, as you will hear, singer. Born at Maitland on the 19th of August, 1941. Um, I don't know why we need his full birthday there either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've got the rest of his CV. It really is a dating profile. Yeah. Um, He was trained in pianoforte and later taught himself guitar, clarinet and piano accordion. Though he had no formal tuition in singing, he was a leading member of the Hamilton Marist Brothers High School Choir and during his four years of studying for the priesthood in Rome, sang in the choir conducted by Maestro Bucci. Oh, yeah, my favourite one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Father Coots was ordained on the 6th of January 1966. I mean, this is a resume, isn't it? Yeah. By um, Pope Paul VI. And returned to Newcastle on the 13th of August of that year. It's very specific. Mm. Um, his first engagements as an entertainer came the following year when he appeared at youth, at youth folk concerts and functions at Western Suburbs Leagues Club. So that was when he was playing, playing for, the, for the Western Suburbs mm. NRL team um, in Newcastle. As you listen to the lilting melodies of Bonsoir Dame and Melodie d'Amour, which are two of the songs on this album, you will marvel not only at this man's versatility but also at his gentleness and sincerity. Father Coots has accomplished so much in a short time because of a self-imposed obligation to develop all his natural gifts. Enjoyment and fulfilment of life is Father Coots' only message to you. So... 
gives us a fair bit of bit of background. Mm. Also, leave some skills for the rest of us, Father John Coos. <laughs> yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, what a what a true Renaissance man. Mm. So, you know, we know that he can water ski and high dive and, and play rugby league. Why don't we take a quick break and when we get back, we will see if he can actually sing. Yeah. More great bargains from the John Coots Furniture Warehouse. The apartment collection, three-piece lounge suite in a choice of combinations and colours, just $7.99. The matching seven-piece dining setting in beige, grey, black or walnut, tremendous value at $4.99. And the display unit sets it all off perfectly. Same four colours, same super price, just $4.99. Matching accessories also available, coffee table or TV video unit, a stunning $99. Come see us at 258 Woodville Road, Maryland, where the super sale is now on seven days a week. Welcome back to One Dollar Vinyl. You just heard a television commercial for John Coote's Furniture. That was one of a whole series of commercials that ran in the 1980s and 90s in around the Sydney region. Mm. I grew up watching them all the time. <laughs> um, you grew up in the Wollongong area, so you might not have no, ever haven't seen, seen them haven't at all. Heard no. of it. Yeah, yeah. But they were totally ubiquitous on, oh. um, you know, I just, they're imprinted in a part of my brain. It strikes me as odd that he didn't come up with some sort of jingle that he w- would sing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so true. Why? Yeah, what a missed opportunity. Yeah. Like, well, why wasn't he water skiing in the ad? Why yeah. wasn't he throwing a football? Know, like, he's just walking around some lounges. Yeah. <laughs> he really wasn't showing off his talent. So many skills, and I'm sure it would have sold some couches. <laughs> but he does have a lovely speaking voice. Mm. Yeah, okay. And that, that deep, you know... John Coots Furniture, Marylands and Penrith. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's imprinted in a part of my brain that should probably be holding memories of my actual grandparents. <laughs> and so that's where a lot of Sydney siders would know John Coots mm. from. He was the founder and CEO of John Coots Furniture, mm-hmm. which was a pretty successful furniture chain. I think mm. there was at least two locations, possibly more. I think maybe one opened like in Chatswood or something. Oh, right. A lot of people may not know that... Um, John was once Father John mm. um, or a singer or a whole bunch of other things, as we'll discover. Yeah. Like, but what an odd progression, right? Like, that is so unusual to go from priest, football player, etc. Yeah. Rah, 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 and then... Yeah, kite flyer. Yeah, kite flyer. <laughs> and then furniture sales person. Yes. Yeah, a bit of everything. Yeah. Um, so who was Father John? Let's start at the beginning. He was born, as we heard on the back of the record, <laughs> he's like full date of birth, um, in Maitland. He studied in Rome for the priesthood, became mm-hmm. a priest in 1966. Yeah, at the Propaganda College. I think that's very funny. Yeah, he had a scholarship. <laughs> he had a scholarship to Rome's Propaganda College. Okay. I don't think they have football scholarships, so it must have been a... <laughs> He did play football while he was over He played there. for Vatican City. Yeah, no. He played for some some league over there. Skins yeah. versus shirts, popes versus priests. <laughs> yeah, so look, he did his, his priesting training for the priesthood. Oh, I've got it written down. He played for Lazio Rugby Club whilst he was studying. Oh, okay. okay, so yeah, he's still doing a bit theology. of rugby over there? Yeah. Oh, good. And then he comes back. He teaches at um, the Marist Brothers school in Hamilton. I didn't actually find any information about any churches he was, you know, priesting at. Oh, yeah. No, me neither. So, so he's, he he has a football career. He starts playing club football in um, 
the Newcastle Rugby League for the Western Suburbs, which mm-hmm. is they were the West's Rosellas. Mm-hmm. Um, so that oh, commenced Rosellas, in 1967. Cute. He played centre and wing position. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to throw out a bunch of like football words that I don't fully understand. Okay. So I might get some of them wrong. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll be there to help if you need. <laughs> um, apparently he was involved in one of the most notorious football incidents uh, in a selection trial for the 1967 Kangaroos Tour, he was coat-hangered by the Oof. bruising enforcer Peter Diamond. Diamond was sent off and consequently missed selection for the tour and never represented Australia again. Mm. So, you know, sucks to be Peter Diamond. Yeah, don't screw up a priest. Yeah, like, that's right. He's got God on his side. This man's got God on his he's side. He's going to smite you. Him. <laughs> so he played for the grand final for the Newcastle Rugby League Um the the West Rosellas won in 1970, mm-hmm. um, and then he became the first Roman Catholic priest to play international rugby league in 1969 when mm. he was selected for Australia's tour of New Zealand. He played three quarterback position. He scored six tries in seven tests for Australia in 1969 to 1970, playing for the Kangaroos. And for those of you who don't know, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's really quite good. Yeah. And his last test was the 1970 World Cup final against Great Britain. They played in Headingley mm-hmm. in Leeds and Australia won 12 to 7. And and he actually scored a try um, and he became the tournament's top Try scorer. Top try scorer, yeah. yeah. And apparently it was a particularly violent match. Which I think is quite funny. Um, like, yeah. it's just, yeah. you know, Jesus, he turned the other cheek. Yeah. But John Coots was part of a particularly violent match yeah. and, you know, played <laughs> he absolutely a, slaughtered him. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have quite the, the same uh, philosophy when it came to violence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think when it's, you know, sanctioned violence on the football field, it's, uh-huh. it's probably different. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rugby didn't exist when Jesus was alive, but you yeah, know he no, would have been no rules right in, the Bible in about there. It, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> so after the footy stuff, he obtained a special dispensation to marry in 1972. He gets married in Arizona in the Yes. States. I, this struck me as very odd, getting yeah. a dispensation to marry. Okay. Yeah, tell me. I think that he didn't. Mm. I think that the only... So in my research, I found that there are some Catholic priests who are married, but they were all married before they came became priests. Right. So they, they came across from another form of uh, Christianity and they were already married, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, or they were, you know, already married or they were They were like Anglican and, ministers or something. Precisely, and then precisely, they, yeah. yeah. Um, and I could not find any examples online of... Catholic priests who, whilst they were still Catholic priests, allowed to get married. Some got married in secret and they were okay. allowed to stay a priest. And so, yeah, like there was well, some... this is controversial. Mm, I, I... Do you think that has something to do with him getting married in the States, not in Australia? Maybe. I don't know. I think either he wasn't really a practising Catholic priest mm-hmm. because as... You and I said before we couldn't find anything about where he actually, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess at. just because you're ordained doesn't mm. necessarily mean you get a gig anywhere. Yeah, uh, and who's got? You know, he didn't have time. Yeah, he's like doing all this water skiing and kite <laughs> yeah, flying. Like, right. when, when does he have time to do? Is, yeah. is he like doing his priesting he's from home or something? <laughs> 
he's got he's got no time like being a priest is more than just saying mass on a sunday so uh, yeah i call bullshit there's something not quite right about him getting married and also being a priest well and this record comes out in 1972 in the same year that he gets married yeah um and he's you know obviously calling himself father john coots yeah but then um in 1979 he starts um a new job as a sports commentator for Channel 10. Yeah. Um, he was appointed as John Singleton's replacement as the host of Channel 10's Saturday Night Live program. He left Channel 10 in 19... 19- <laughs> Saturday Night Live. Didn't they <laughs> yeah. realise there was a rather famous <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> comedy show in the US with the same name? <laughs> um, he left that job in Channel, uh, Channel 10 in 1983 to concentrate on a business venture, which I'm guessing is potentially John Coote's furniture. Um, Although knowing him. Or no, maybe it's something else, yeah. Maybe it's like a professional cooking. And then he returns (laughs) to television in 1986. So, I don't know, like at some point he drops the priest gig, if he ever really had it. But, yeah, like there's there's not heaps of information about him online. No. I think, yeah, there's something fishy. Um, And the retail stores, John Coote's furniture um, retail stores start – trading in 1982 did you know that he was um awarded the order of uh, medal of order of australia he yeah he received yeah. an oam for mm-hmm. his services and that was in uh 2020 mm-hmm. for his um efforts with organizations including men of league the st vincent de paul society and the spears point sailing club and i think it's quite um appropriate that i found this record out of Innies. <laughs> At St. Vincent de Paul. That is yeah. so fitting. Yeah. Oh, we've come full circle. Well full done, Father circle. John. And, and yeah, and there's a nice um, photo of him that I found online um, in an article in the, the Newcastle Herald about him receiving his OAM. Um, and it's a photo of him doing the CEO sleep out. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's involved in, in a lot of, like, good charities. Yeah, so that's where yeah. the CEOs of companies sleep out. Sleep, like, um, what's it called? Like. Sleep rough, sleep yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To, um, feel what to it's raise like. money and awareness for yeah rough sleepers. Yeah, um, the unhoused mm-hmm. in Australia. Yeah, um, I I did read the speech that whoever like awarded him the uh, the medal said, and they had like a little zinger in there about him being the first uh, priest to be playing international rugby mm. and probably the last. Yeah. And he, like, waited for so, some chuckles and it was very uh, lackluster. Yeah, I mean, you know, politicians aren't really known for their comedy routines. Yeah. <laughs> they just shouldn't try, in my opinion. That's right. Um, but, yeah, look, I don't know of any other um, priests that do all the things that Father John did. Absolutely not, because he wasn't a real priest. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, opinions have been laid down. Uh-huh. Come at me, Father John. Cat, is he, he might not be a real priest. Do we think he's a real singer? Let's uh, have a listen and, let's, and figure it out. Let, let's do it. Okay, so the first song that we're going to listen to is song number one on the album. I like to start out with number one. It just gives us, you know, sets the tone for the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a song called Sweet, Sweet Jesus. Well, Tess, I really don't know what I was expecting, but uh, 
I guess a priest singing about sweet, sweet Jesus is pretty on brand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, he's definitely starting off on brand. Mm. Um, although not necessarily continuing that way, as I found with this mm. um, album. There's um, sort of like a few, um, you know, churchy sounding songs. And then just like a whole bunch of straight love songs, various um, pop standards. Yep. I found it to be a surprising mix. mix. And then and maybe supporting your theory about perhaps... Anyone who really loved God wouldn't, <laughs> you know, wouldn't play a pop song. Wouldn't be, <laughs> you know, doing all this Johnny Cash. But I yeah. mean, who knows? Anyway, so this song, I, yeah, I couldn't find any information on who, like where this song's from, who wrote it. Um, there's a whole could it be, heap of could songs. Could possibly be an original? Because I couldn't find anything either. Yeah, it potentially could be. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's just like a, it doesn't feel like a standard, like, church. I mean, you know, I've not done a lot of church, but yeah. the times I've been at um, the songs haven't had lyrics like it's been so long since we've seen you around you left the city left the country left the town yeah <laughs> yeah no this song is totally about um, I think how just society is losing their faith yeah and he that's wants, right yeah. and he wants people to get their faith back like he wants he wants Jesus to come back into people's lives I think yeah. that's my take I think that's yeah. about on the money with that one yeah like when you really, what it, what it really boils down to is he's asking for the second coming. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, maybe that's it. I, yeah. You know, when I was listening to this, he's sort of saying like, oh, where are you, Jesus? Where are you being? And I, I was sort of thinking, like, I assume as a priest, you you know what happened to Jesus, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know why he hasn't been around. <laughs> I mean, you read that bit, right? <laughs> yeah, no, he just, he's like, no spoilers. <laughs> yeah. I haven't gotten that far. Yeah. But, you know, this guy's cool. He should come back. Yeah. Um, look, it's got a good... Um, the whole album has a bit of a country flavour to it. Country yeah, he's putting, on, he's putting on a nearly southern accent, right? He's got a twang. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Certainly not an Australian accent. Certainly not. The production is nice. Mm. I think that Festival has put a decent amount of money into this. It's yeah. orchestra, yeah. background vocals... Um, I really like the slide guitar in this song. Yeah. It sounds slightly like kind of wonky and unhinged. Like yeah, it's a totally. little bit yeah. kind of mm-hmm. drunk sounding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I kind of quite like. Yeah. And his his voice, I feel like he's going for like Chris Christopherson vibes. Like it's that super laid back mm. kind of um, a bit too cool for school kind Just of. Just cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so that was Sweet Sweet Jesus. Let's have a listen to... So this is is track number four, and it's The Man in Black. Well, you wonder why I always dress in black Why you never see bright colours on my back So a very familiar bass line there. That's right. This is, of course, the bass line on every Johnny Cash song. (laughs) Every (laughs) single one, that's true. This is Johnny Cash... um, that just reminded me of a funny story. I don't know if I should tell this on this podcast. But, um, in a, um, a uh, share house I used to live in, one of my housemates had his girlfriend over, who's a mutual friend of ours, um, and um, they watched... Uh, the Johnny Cash uh, movie, what's it called? Walk the Line. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was in the days of DVDs. And you know how, like, when you stop watching the thing, it goes back to the DVD menu yes. and it just goes over and over and over and mm-hmm. over and over again. And um, our other housemate <laughs> could tell that he, they were like, you know, had watched the movie and they were doing the chill they part of dis- the Netflix and chill. And, distracted. Um, yeah, getting, yeah. yeah, a little distracted. 
and just the DVD menu just going for hours. And she's just like, I really want to go in there and tell him to stop it, but I can't. I know yes. what's happening. <laughs> it's really annoying. The bass is so loud. <laughs> and just monotonous. It keeps going on and on the same way. Anyways, um, this mightn't have been uh, Father John's intention to, you know, think about this. There's, this is um, so. There's a whole bunch of songs on this album that I put in the category of contemplating the human condition. Sure, yeah, definitely. So mm-hmm. he does this one. There's like um, the green, green grass of home, mm-hmm. um, less of me. A lot of like pop standards that are more like um, a bit dark in theme and you know, thinking about the less sunny sides of life. Mm. It's a protest song. Johnny Cash sang it about the poor, the incarcerated, mm. those fighting in Vietnam. For me, it's it's nice to pick up a record that I was expecting to be a lot of, like, Jesus fan club songs and mm. hear, yeah, protest songs and songs that are about um, the less fortunate in society. I actually was yeah. pleasantly surprised by that. Because he's not your regular priest. Yeah, he's a cool he's priest. A cool priest. Take your shirt off. There's a six pack. Fly kite. Fly kite. <laughs> um, I'm going to like grind that joke down into the ground. Um, I like the choice of song, but also when I first heard this, I just thought, why does anyone try and cover Johnny Cash songs? Because, oh, yeah. Yeah, his, Johnny Cash's voice is just so rich and amazing. And deep, and, and it's deep, just so yeah. like era. Um, like you can't separate it from his music. You yeah, know? absolutely. And anyone else just sounds a bit like a pale imitation. He hasn't got the the voice yeah, for it. That's what he's done. I I wrote down he's doing his best Johnny Cash impression, but he's no Johnny Cash. No. Yeah. No. Uh, David Knox from the the Herald um, will not put Johnny Cash impersonator on his letter of recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a question for you. Do you know who plays the guitar? Oh, um, so there is a picture of him playing acoustic guitar, um, but I'm guessing he's not playing that lead guitar. Yeah, because it's Mm. quite good. It is quite good. Very good little flourish right at the end there. Yeah, it's it's got some good moments like throughout this record. I would have been extremely impressed if it was. Yeah, some like little little left turns in production, some interesting choices. Mm. Yeah. So let's go on to our last song that we're going to listen to, and this is Man of Constant Sorrow. Another song that I would put in the category of contemplating the human condition. Mm. I'm a man of constant sorrow And I've seen troubles all my days I'll say goodbye to Colorado Where I was born and hardly raised So you, um, you mentioned the guitar on the last song. Yeah. There's also some very interesting guitar happening on mm-hmm. this one. It's a very, like, sort of Spanish slash Mexican-y sounding. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which Flamenco-y? There it is, that little run there. It's really pretty. Yeah. Very deft. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, please allow me to geek out about this song for a few minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I first uh, came became aware of this song um, through the Coen Brothers film Oh Brother Where Art Now, which was released in the year 2000. It's a song that George Clooney's character sings um, as a part of his um, on-screen band, The Soggy Bottom Boys. His voice... Oh, it's part of a movie. It is, yeah. Uh, I um, I did Google it and I was just like, oh, Soggy Bottom Boys, you say? <laughs> <laughs> That's an odd name. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> yeah, he, um, his voice... So... Uh, 
apparently, uh, I can never remember who's the director, Ethan or Joel Cohen, one of the Coens, mm-hmm. wanted him to sing it. And the musical director of the movie, T-Bone Burnett, um, decided that because he only had three weeks to work with Clooney, it just wasn't long enough to get him to, um, you know, get a, a, an authentic old-timey, bluegrass-sounding voice. Oh, sure. So his voice is actually um, performed by Dan Tominski. He also played guitar on that track. Um, And that version of that track receives the CMA Award for the Single of the Year and the Grammy for the Best Country Collaboration with Vocals. Now, that version of the track was based on a Stanley Brothers version Mm. from the 1950s. And um, as an interesting aside, Ralph Stanley also performed on the Oh Brother Where Art Thou soundtrack. Oh, there you go. Um, When he was, like, very old, a very old man. Yeah. Um, And there's a fantastic um, documentary called Down from the Mountain, which is um, about all the music from that movie, and there's a live um, concert. So Mm -hmm. if you're a fan of bluegrass music, absolutely look that one up. So should I watch that movie? I never have. Oh, my God, yeah. It's, like, literally one of my favourite movies of all time. It um, was very impactful on my musical tastes. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I'll look it up and watch it. And so that version, though, sounds nothing like this version that we just heard. Mm. So it's been, it's a, you know, it's a standard um, country song, I guess, mm. and it's been recorded by a lot of people, including... Like Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Mm. Also Which- Joan Baez, yeah. Judy Collins, Peter, Paul and Mary, a lot mm. of other people. But this version, I think, sounds most like the Bob Dylan version. Yes, I was going to say yeah. that those two songs, they, they do sound very, very similar. Yeah. Like, I think he's trying to put on a Bob Dylan voice. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Yeah, he's yeah, doing a bit of does. karaoke on this record. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, those little guitar um, runs weren't in the Bob Dylan version. In the Bob Dylan version, those bits were filled in by Bob on the harmonica. So. Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, that um, yeah, that's just, like, a nice little, um, yeah, production little choice touches. that's been made for this album. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very old song. Um, its first record of it being published was in 1913. And then, like oh. I said, like so many other people have... Um, recorded it. There's actually a really good Rod Stewart version of it, like in his really? early kind of um, folk and blues days. Ah. Yeah. And it's good. I like it. Yeah. I think that Father John did a pretty decent job on that one. Yeah, because he wasn't trying to imitate someone with the most incredible, like, serious yeah. voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, true. <laughs> All right, well, let's take a break. When we get back, we'll wrap it up. We'll talk about what we thought about this album and whether it's going to make our $1 vinyl vinyl collection. I don't waste time, but we could waste it today As we sit by the pool and the town slip away Eat caviar, we can drink champagne Strider dies Cupid, but he got good name It's been a while, so someone made me feel this good I've been around, this an unfamiliar hood she got Welcome back to One Dollar Vinyl You just heard a clip from R&B singer R- Will Clift who was also uh, an Australian football player um, rugby union this time rather than rugby league um, and he played for Melbourne Rebels and Melbourne Rising. Um, so, yeah, more of our sports stars who can sing. Yeah, stop it. Just be good at one thing, please. All right, Kat. Well, um, look, Father John Coots, a man of many talents. Mm-hmm. Is he a recording artist? Is he a singer? What do you think? I think he's pretty good. Like, he's got a, a nice voice and I don't know how much he had to do with the production, but it, the record certainly was... Uh, you know, nice to listen to. It was nothing to write home about and nothing particularly amazing. Yeah. Uh, but for someone who 
has to spread his time over so many different activities. It's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm impressed, like, no matter what. Yeah. His voice is like, it's, yeah, like you said, it's pretty good. Mm. I think he's, like, if your actual priest broke out with this in church, he'd be pretty stoked. Oh, definitely. But I don't think his voice is good enough to have a long-lived career as mm. a recording artist. Um, but then again, you know, like he might not have even been trying to do that. I mean, it sort of implies in his bio that he just wants to develop his talents. Yep. Have a go at things. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's, you know, he's a goer. Yeah. He's a participator. And he's made a pretty decent record. Like I said before, not as many devotional songs as I would have expected. Yeah, potentially more straight-up love songs than I would have thought would be appropriate for a priest. Because <laughs> he's a fake priest. Yeah. Uh, potentially, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I do like... Um, all the kind of folk and protest songs mm. that contemplate the human spirit. I feel like that's appropriate um, and that, that worked for me. And the production's good. Yeah, I actually found the mix to be, like, not quite right. I thought the instruments were slightly too loud sometimes and whenever okay. they reached their crescendo, they, like, ground out his voice. Yeah, well, yeah. but maybe that was a choice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, fellas, he's kind of floundering here. Yeah. Let's like pump I, up this volume. <laughs> Singing-wise, yeah, I think he did, like, a good job at, like, like, not much else, not much extra, you know no, what I mean? Yeah, like, definitely he not. carried the mm-hmm. tune, mm-hmm. and that was a bad. Yeah. You know, another notch in his career belt mm-hmm. of many achievements. Um, so good for him. Would you buy this record? Would I buy it? No, no, thank you. <laughs> so, sorry, uh, that's the wrong question. Hang on. <laughs> would, would you keep this record in your collection? Would I keep it? No, no, thank oh, okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right. <laughs> would I listen to it again? No, no, thank you. <laughs> Look, I'm going to keep it purely for the album cover. Uh-huh. Um, but you know what? Cheesy 70s country is kind of my jam, so I mm. might even give it a spin again from okay. time to time. Who knows? Right. If the spirit moves me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what would you pay for it, Tess? Um, look, a, a solid dollar purchase, I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no more. So yeah. if anyone else sees it out in the wild yeah. for any more than a dollar. Um, yeah, but maybe that $20 autographed copy, you know, if this, if you really enjoyed this uh, this episode and this mm. album, then look that up. I reckon it'd have to come in with a free piece of furniture for 20 bucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, a, a nice leather lounge suite. Yeah. Um, I really liked um, on those ads, they all had um, names like the Seville and <laughs> um, the, um, you know, Calpurnia. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this record. We would really like to hear what you think of Father John Coots. Um, Oh, for what it's worth, I, um, you know, we are not um, investigative journalists. And so my uh, techniques of journalism are usually just asking people that I know what they think. Um, And I asked my brother-in-law who was from the Newcastle area and also a big NRL fan. Mm -hmm. Um, And he said, yeah, he definitely had um, like a local legend kind of status in that area. And he seemed to be, yeah, well liked, I think. Yeah. Yeah. If you have any knowledge about Father John or if you ever saw him play music or do any priesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, let us know us, about the priesting, the please. down low on that because we might have a, you know... Scandal. A bit of a scoop. Um, a 40-year-old scoop. Um, <laughs> or more. Um, so anyway, uh, please let us know what you think and you can share this episode with a friend if you enjoyed it. Uh, next week, we're going to be listening to a record from blues singer Alberta Hunter. But until then, as Father John Coots says... Come see us at 258 Woodville Road, Maryland's, where the super sale is now on seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Bye-bye, bless you. Oh, may 
Peace be with you. Oh, peace be with you, Kat. Yeah. <laughs> peace be with you. Oh, and also with you. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> yeah, like, that's Jesus, right. I'm really not going to heaven. <laughs> Straight to hell. Thank you.